originally inserted into the Brio and then is refreshed in the Brio once a year when we go again through the 15th of Nisan, the 21st of Nisan. And now we continue to the Mitzvah of Sukkah. Mitzvah of Sukkah, the Sukkah's time mitzvahs. And again, the Ramchal is going to address this on two levels. A, what happened way back then? What was the original iris, the original chef, the original radiance and godliness that came down? Sukkah's time. And what we are refreshing and renewing in the Bria on a year-by-year basis. Okay? And that's, the, again, the theme of this parak. So here we go. Chelek Dalad, Periches, Simon Beis. What is Sukkah's all about? And let's speak this out one more time, Rabbi Yisai. It cannot be said too many times that you know, this entire section of the Ramchal, the last section of the Sefer, Chelek Dalid, where he's going through the inside story behind so many of the mitzvahs that we do every single day. We do on a seasonal basis, a weekly basis. It's not just about, that's a nice haircut, Pinchas Yankov. Very nice, good for you. Anyway, it's not just about, not just about, um, you know, nice uh, <coughs> Torah, sharing with us beautiful, uplifting ideas. This is all meant to be taken very practically. The Ramchal tells us about talus and tefillin. He wants to change how we put on our talus and tefillin every day. When he tells us about shacharis, he wants to change how we dive in shacharis. When he's telling us about matzah and not eating chametz, he wants to change our Pesach. He wants our Pesach to be a different Pesach. And when our Pesach is a different Pesach, the world is a different world. We are a different we. The world is a different world. That's the point of everything here in Chelek Talad. It's meant to be taken extremely practical, practically. It is an avayu safer. There's other such svarim out there there's a big debate if it's supposed to be Avodah not supposed to be Avodah There's a big debate amongst the scholars, Nefesh HaChaim Lashel, from Ruchayim Velazhener. Is that supposed to be taken practically or not practically? Is that more academic or practical? Big Machlekes. Um, another time maybe we'll get into that. But Derech HaShem, it's clear that wants us to take this practically. Everything that we had yesterday is supposed to make our Pesach a different Pesach. And everything that we're going to see this morning should be, should be making is supposed to be absorbed and applied should they make our coming sukkahs a different sukkahs when we know what sukkahs is about it transforms us it transforms the world and makes a whole different sukkah a whole different dal I mean let's see that right now base what's the sukkah all about and what's the lulav all about meaning he's going straight for the jugular exactly in line with what we said um, not just here to share us Shana Torah is about what you know the Yomtev of Sukkot is about nice inspiring ideas but he's going straight for the Lamaisa the practicalities the Sukkot that we sit in the Dalmina that we shake how do we do those misses properly and how do we bring the radiance properly down so says the Ramchal what are they about he's going to start with the Sukkot move from the Sukkot to the Lulav Kihinei Anani covered. The clouds of glory that the Rebbeinu Shalom was makif klaisra with. It's a very important word there. Hikif. Hashem surrounded us, surrounded us in the desert with the clouds of glory. Pilvad tayaltam begashmi is aside from their, their obvious and immediate benefit in a physical sense. What was the obvious and immediate benefit we gained from them physically? They shielded us. They sheltered us. They shielded us, they protected us, they flattened the terrain. There was terraforming, terraforming going on for 40 years in the desert. Yes, 
and they, they uh, certainly gave us a lot of benefit on a physical level. They provide us with a shelter, shielding, and protection. They also provided a spiritual benefit. The the clouds of glory that surrounded us in the desert had a spiritual impact on our standing as well. What was that? The who? Same way in a physical sense, on a physical level, the Anani covered what they do, they separated us from the desert. They separated us from our environment. We were shielded on all sides, above, below, and north, east, south, west. All six sides of, of the spatial three-dimensional Existence, we were shielded, not just shielded, we were separated, just above the ground. The Ananiyak of the clouds of glory separated us, Rabbi Yisai, on six sides, that's right, not five. They were surrounding us in four, four directions around us. They protected us from above from the harsh, searing desert winds, and they were beneath our feet also. We weren't, for 40 years, we never made contact with the desert floor, with the sand. We were walking on the clouds of glory. They flattened the terrain, and um, that was the terrain the Kleiser walked on. The clouds of glory terrain. So we were separated and raised, raised above the ground. We weren't walking on the same ground as the rest of the world. That physical aspect of being separated and raised above the world is indicative of a spiritual component that we are, for those 40 years, through the clouds of glory, in a different, higher, and more illuminated place than the rest of the guy. Our 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 um, walk of life is a different walk of life. Our zone of existence is a different zone of existence. We're, we're so we're somewhere else. We are somewhere else, um, somewhere that's more radiant. It's more light. It's more godly. But we are living somewhere else. Um, we were removed and uplifted from this world. Above, a cut above the, the nations of the of the land. So very fascinating concept over here. What happened when we left Egypt, when we had the clouds of glory, is is um, wasn't just about protection, wasn't just about being shielded. It was about being removed, raised. And we're living in a different place. We're walking on a different, on a different plane than the rest of the nations. The rest of the nations are walking on planet Earth. We are on a, a level of existence that's just above planet Earth. Um, we're surrounded by uh, uh, clouds of glory that are that are taking us just somewhat, just just um, slightly, but fundamentally out of planet Earth. 
And this puts us not just in a different place, but it puts us, since we're uplifted, we're raised, we're by definition now uplifted and raised amongst, uh, above all the nations <coughs> of the world who walk on planet Earth, who are surrounded by planet Earth. We are above that. So that's what happens with the clouds of glory. Um, this was necessary to happen when we left Egypt, being surrounded by the clouds of glory, remember, on all six sides, to bring us to that that uh, appropriate station that we need to occupy. Once that was established, when we leave Egypt, that's now something that's reinvigorated and reinfused into Kala Yisrael for all time, for all generations. And that's why, again, once a year we cycle back through Sukkot time. Sukkot time, we are reinfusing Kala Yisrael with this property of being raised above the nations, living fundamentally in a different plane than the, nation, than the nations, living in a different spatial sphere than the nations. Um, the emesis, says, says the Ramchal, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu emits a beacon of light, of Kedusha, of radiance, which envelops every tzaddik Misrael, every tzaddik is enveloped with Hashem's light. And although we don't see it, although we don't perceive it, we are enveloped a tzaddik, which we can all strive to be tzaddikim. It's within the ability of each and every one of us to be a tzaddik, sure. Tehi tzaddik, ve'al tehi rasha, that's the, right, opening to the Sefer Hatanya, the Gemar Nido. Tehi tzaddik, we're told when we're born, each and every one of us has the ability to be a tzaddik. And the tzaddik receives that, that, that zone, that beacon of light that surrounds him from all six sides and raises and puts him above the rest of creation, the rest of the universe puts him in a place where he's above them removes from them and makes him superior superior, yes than all the other nations of the world so every tzaddik has the ability to tap into this a minor um, application of what happened in, in, uh, in a revealed, open, apparent way, obvious way, when we left Egypt. For all eternity, every tzaddik has a way of capturing this in a personal sense, <coughs> to put himself in, in a, a zone of existence where he's surrounded by God's aura, God's radiance, and he is, by definition, above the rest of the nations. Um, in order for that to be at our disposal, so for us to have that ability, that for all generations, all eternity, every tzaddik can still live this way, so that has to be renewed and reincorporated into the general operating system of Kleisel once a year. As we saw yesterday with Chametz and Matzah, once a year we have to renew the idea of, uh, of, of having a body that's on board with mitzvahs, having a body that doesn't have to be dragged we have the food stuff once a year has to be matzah because you eat what you are. So we are once a year for seven days matzah people, not chametz people. Once a year we have to reincorporate into Kalaiso this ability to be menusa and menuto, to be walking on a different plane, living in a different surrounding. Um, to have this or hamakif, this surrounding light from the Rebbeinah Shalaylam. That has to, again, be incorporated into the greater gestalt, the greater existence, the greater operating scheme of Klai Yisrael. And what does that? 
The sukkah that we sit in for seven days, and eight days if you're in Chutzlarts, and your Litvish is um, there to reinvigorate and reincorporate and refresh and renew this in the greater scheme of things, in the greater scheme of Klaizro. Yes. Um, okay, so beautiful, amazing idea. Let's just come up for air. Um, come up for air. Um, and uh, we see is like this. We see the sukkah is all about renewing what happened with the Ananiya Kavit. So it's not just a zekhir to the Ananiya Kavit. It's not just commemorating, remembering the Ananiya Kavit. It's, it's channeling the Ananiya Kavit. It's tapping into the Ananiya Kavit. And as Kem and Zog in Hashem Nipshat in Pasuk, we sit in the sukkah, Laman Yedu Shaftis one of the few places where the Torah tells us the Tamei mitzvah, the reason behind the mitzvah. That's why we know famously, um, this is one place where it, when, when you make Kiddush, when you have the Kazais of, of, of Chala and your sukkah, Lel Sukkah, you're supposed to announce everyone, everyone has in mind, being the kind of the mitzvah to remember the Nanei HaKavit, because that's Laman Yedu, everyone should know. So from the Pashat Pashat, the Pashat, it sounds like, yeah, we do it as a Zecher. We make these huts, uh, we make these booths to remember the clouds of glory that we had in Egypt. Um, and everybody wants to know, I mean, this is not, this is not clouds, this is booths, and, and if it's a Zecher, it's a Kavid, why is this exactly Zecher to the Ananiya Kavid, this booth, this hut? Yeah, the Rabu Baya Torah, there's much Torah said on this, but, but uh, based on the Ramachal, we see it's not really just a commemoration, not just remembering and reminding, celebrating, it's not just reenacting, it's renewing. We are in the Ananiya Kavid. Seven days out of the year, we pull down and channel what Klaizo got in the desert from the clouds of glory we're getting from our Sukkah Mamish. Ah, it says, Laman Yedu Der Seichem. It sounds like a reminder. No. Yedu, we know the Sarmak Tishon tells us, Yedu, Lashon of Das. Das really means Chibur, means to connect to something. It doesn't just mean knowledge, it means an intimate connection, a melding and emerging. A synthesizing and a synchronizing. That's what Das is. Laman Yedu Dereseichem. This is done. It's a nothing, yes. This is, we're doing this, Laman Yedu, to have Das with the Ananiya Kavad, to be Mishaber with the Ananiya Kavad. Kiva Sukkah Seishafti is Benesrael. The Ananiya Kavad Zen Du. The Ananiya Kavad are here in the Sukkah. My Sukkah is a microcosm, is a. Is, is, is a Aspect, it's a degree of the, of the Yanana code is here, Mamish, and that's the das that we have, the, the, the Meshabra to it, and that's why <clears throat> we have to speak it out and have it in mind, because we're Mamish connecting and attaching ourselves, merging and melding with the original Yanana code. <coughs> They're there in the Sukkah, in the same way Kleiso in the desert was raised and uplifted above the rest of the nations. They're on a higher plane, living in a, a different place. For the sukkahs, we renew that in ourselves that we really live in a different place. And we return home after the sukkah's over. We come back with, hopefully, with that or hamakif. The we come back as tzaddikim. We come back as people that have merged and melded, synchronized and synthesized with the shechina kadoisha, with the tzila de mehemnusa, and we come back with surrounded with that light, that cone of light, that zone of light that raises us and uplifts us above the rest of the nations of the world. And we see as well, this before we go right in the paragraph here, how this ties in so nicely with yesterday's idea with Chametz and Matzah. 
Chametz and Matzah is also being separated from the nations in terms of our physical bodies. That's Chametz and Matzah. <coughs> Chametz and Matzah. Chametz and Matzah. Um, we have Matzah food. We have Matzah food for a week because we're Matzah people for a week because you eat what you are. And for a week, we're renewing this body that's different than the bodies of the Goyim. A body that in, gets a geschmack from Ruchnius. A body that enjoys doing mitzvahs, enjoys learning. So physically, we're separated from the Goyim on Pesach. We're given physical bodies that are different. Sukkah's environment is now a different environment. We're people that are not just different people, but we live in a different place. And that brings us to the Lulav and Esrug. Let's see, what's that do with the Lulav and Esrug? Vor Hashem Baruchu. Mayor al Roisham shall Yisrael Matiram. The radiance of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Now that we've been uplifted and we're in a different zone, that we have this Oramakif. Yes, we have this this light, this radiance, this divineness that surrounds us, but uplifts us and separates us, puts us in a different plane. And Umatiram, when Hashem is shining His light down on us, took His time, that crowns us. That crowns us. That's a crown. Matiram. How does that crown us? Does that mean it crowns us? It shows that we've been selected and designated to be different people. In other words, it's, it's the it's the it's the um, crowning finish to to what began Pesach time. Pesach, we become different people. We have matzah bodies. We're matzah people. The Goyim or Chametz people. We're matzah people. We move from there. Um, development upon development, and that brings us to. Um, to uh, Sukkis. Sukkis is where we have the final crowning piece. And that's not just we're different people, but we've been selected as Hashem is saying, these different people, I'm selecting them to live in a different place. That's our uh, being crowned by God, um, being selected now to have a VIP status, to, to come, to come uh, live in a different place than the rest of the nations of the world. We're, we're, we're given the corner office. We're given the CEO penthouse, right? We're, we're up there in the control tower now. So that's the crown that we get Sukkot's time. In such a way that when we're crowned, we have, we're able to elicit a certain awe and respect from the guy that we haven't been able to do immediately after Pesach. In Pesach, go and see these weird, weird people that, oh, these are different people eating matzo for a week. They have different bodies. Okay, they're not necessarily fearful of us. They're not respectful of us. They're not in awe of us. Sukkah's time, when God selects us and promotes us and puts us up there in the penthouse, puts us in the corner office, puts us in the, in the palace, puts us in the tower. Now they're going to be afraid of us because... We're given authority. That goes hand in hand with the idea of the Oramak of being in the Sukkah. So we have this authority now. And that shows up, that shows up with us wielding the Dalad Minim. Dalad Minim is that Kli, that device that bridges this elevated existence and our relationship with the Gayim and, and, um, Cements this awe and this respect, this fear that the Goyim have for us. The Goyim will see that the name of God is pronounced upon you. The name of God is pronounced upon you. Somehow, with holding the Lulu of an the name of God 
is pronounced upon us. How is the name of God pronounced upon us? What does that mean? The Luvanesu is the name of God. So sometimes that's, being, that's said in reference to Tefillin. Tefillin, sure, that Tefillin has Hashem's name on it, has a shin, has the parashies inside. The Luvanesu, how is that? How is it the name of God? So there's a lot of Kabbalah going on over here, but on the surface, um, on the surface, we know there's, you know, again, four species, four letters to Hashem's name. Each one corresponds to a different letter of Hashem's name, each of the four species, in its own special way. And it's tafka not tefillin. It's tafka not tefillin. Tefillin is clearly, is klaf, it's parchment, oisius. Hashem's name is written there. The Dal the, the are have a different idea of Hashem's name. And in their own way, a, 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 a level, you know, tefillin, has an advantage over the Dalmina, but the Dalmina has something over the Tzvillin, in that these are items that are really physical items. They're items of this world. They're items that Hashem has selected and chosen and designated to have His name show up in. And Hashem has um, charged us with wielding the, the, the um, name of Hashem, which, is, which shows up in this world, over this world. So this is like the the hashlama to us being given that promotion, being given that corner office, being given this elevated status, this elevated existence. So I'm elevating you above the world, but I'm putting you in charge of the world. As opposed to what? Because there's another way this could have gone. We could have been in the sukkah, we could have been in the Ananiya elevated from the world, and we could have been so elevated that, you know, we just go into outer space, right? We go into orbit, <coughs> near Earth orbit, High Earth orbit, orbit around Jupiter. We, we could have gone to add to the stars, right? That's very. The stars are very far. That's right. Could have gone very far away. Couldn't so above this world that we just zoom off into outer space. And sometimes people do that. Sometimes people do that. I have kids who do that all the time. That's right. Zoom off into outer space. I gave a shear in Eishat for many years. I saw that routinely people being so elevated that they zoomed off into outer space. Um, that's not the point of a yid. The point of a yid, our role and our job, not to zoom off into outer space. The elevation is not is not a departure. The elevation is uh, is, is giving us authority, and that's the lulav in the esrog. Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha, that the name of God which shows up in the lulav in esrog is there for us to command. The world of the Lulav and Esrik, the world of down here. So you're given, yeah, is it the scepter? I don't know, we're not getting into symbolism. The Lulav is a scepter. No, that's not the point. It's not the Shem Hashem Nikro Alecha. The point is, Hashem's name that shows up down here has been given us to us to wield and to command. That, that puts the whole thing together. The Sukkah ties in with the Lulav and Esrik. And, and again, it's a, a very rich idea. It's being developed over here that the two go hand in hand. The sukkah without the lulav and esrig could make us disconnected. So high, so raised, that we're not granted in this world anymore. This is putting us on a plane above. The lulav and esrig without the sukkah is just like, so we're still going. So, so what? So you have a, a lemon and, a, and a, a tree. I can also get a lemon and a tree. What makes you more able to wield the name of God? Oh, because you're in the sukkah and I'm not. So the two go hand in hand. Everybody have? Very, very nice idea. The two go hand in hand. That's the vart of the mitzvahs of Sukkot. Kfar ho yumasigim za'inyin pegilu Really, we should have been able to get there right after we left Egypt. Right after Harsina. Ilu lo ho yu 
If we wouldn't have sinned by the Chayda Ego, we would have gotten this immediately. So we know we had to wait until uh, Yom Kippur. Nevertheless, it was delayed till Sukkot's time, till after the Salachti Ketvarecha, after we did a full Shuvah. That's when we were able to attain this. Through the specifics of the mitzvah of the lulav, shaking it and marching around. We take the lulav and we march around the beam and we shake it all four directions and up and down. That also um, completes this idea. That A, Hashem's light and radiance surrounds us in a way that doesn't surround the rest of the Gaim. And that we have authority using that uplifting, that, that we sleep in the sukkah at night, we eat in the sukkah at night, the next morning we come to show the supercharger with that or makif, that radiance, that cone of light that's shining down on us. We take the lulav and esrik, we shake it all around. We're wielding that authority over the world. We're bringing down that authority over the world, we personally. And again, that's the idea of also marching around the beam of the Lulav and Esri, those are the Hakafas. We make a complete circuit. We are um, in charge with that surrounding light of the Ame Aretz. And they see this and they're, 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 they're frightened, they're terrified. Sukkah's time. That's why also on Sukkah's, in the base of we would bring 70 cows over the course of Yom Tov against the 70, corresponding to 70 nations, starting from 13, going all the way down to 6. Um, to to um, going down to seven, starting with thirteen, going down to seven, to uh, the same idea of diminishing diminishing the game and 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 working with the, the knowledge that they have of who's who's in charge. Um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's agreed that the game on Sukkot's time, the game are rushing. To put us in charge, and the guy are rushing for the opportunity to be subordinate to us. Um, we read this half tire on Sukkot. Then times to come, the guy will come Sukkot time. It stresses that Sukkot time they come to bear Takarish Baruch Hu in the base Hamikdash um, because they see that we're in charge. They see they're 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 intimidated by us. They're respectful of us, deferential to us, and this is their tikkun. Um, as it says in in, in the half tire in the Yeshaya. The guy will come and bow, they'll, they'll prostrate themselves, throw their faces down to the ground. All those who tormented you in the past will now come to you with humility, bowed down. That's what Sukkot accomplishes. All the guy will subjugate themselves to us, subordinate themselves, subordinate themselves to us, and bow down to us. To receive from us. The light from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that is already now that we are imbued with through the mitzvahs of the sukkah, and the lulav um, allows us to connect that authority down here. Their haughtiness will be <coughs> lowered, will be broken down, and they will be subdued and submitted before Klai Yisrael. They will. Return to Akash Parkhu's Avoid, so what they're supposed to be doing. This is what the Lulav is all about, as we have explained. Okay, it's a beautiful idea. What the Lulav does, 
what the sukkah does, how they work together, what happened originally via the sukkah and the lulav, and what we're reinvigorating, reincorporating the cholesterol on a yearly basis, and how that's an extension, as we explained from Chamei Matzah from Pesach. I'm going to throw out a question at this point. He's 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 um, he did Chamei Matzah, he did sukkah and lulav, and. Um, he still has a few more holidays to wrap up over here, but it's conspicuous due to his absence right now. He skipped from Pesach to Sukkot. Didn't say anything about Shavuos. Didn't say anything about the Irish that are coming that Shavuos time, the significance of Shavuos, what Kleistra got, what Kleistra's getting. He skips right over it. He doesn't mention it in, in, in what we saw so far, and he's not going to mention it in, um, in any discussions yet to come. Um, question is, what happened to Shavuos? Why is he letting Shavuos out? This is on the discussion. This whole paragraph is about the seasonal mitzvahs. Where did Shavuos go? I'm going to leave that as a question. We will continue tomorrow with Gimel and uh, take it from there. Simchas Torah. that's right. Simchas Torah is missing. Purim is missing. I mean, uh, Shavuos, Shavuos, Shavuos is missing. Shavuos is not here. Simchas Torah is not here. Um, tomorrow is Friday. Well, I had that happen. Okay, so I think tomorrow's going to be our last Derech Hashem. Next week, Sunday morning's breakfast and learn. Monday morning's Tainus Esther. We probably will not have Derech Hashem. So next week will be our last one before we break for Purim.